One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'll let the music go a little bit further. It's Thursday, shitheads. It's the Luke and Pete show, and we're ready to talk some grot, quite frankly. Here's one for you, listeners. Um, Peter, what episode are we on? One, six, nine. No, <laughs> you get it wrong. One, six, eight. Mate, that's amazing. I didn't know what number that was. I only got that because somebody mentioned in an email, one, six, four, and I was like, it's got to be like five away. Um, our Twitter. Bro- That's brilliant from me. That's brilliant. <laughs> you were in one. He's done so well there. You have to say that's magnificent. <laughs> you have to what, say that. Did you change our Twitter profile to say um, the, the podcast, which never knows which episode it's on? <laughs> no. Did you do that? that? So no. I know someone did so it. Did it. me. Yeah. Why? Why these dark forces conspiring against me? They're dark, absolutely dark forces. Outrageous. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to. I just got a weird um, text message through okay. into my laptop. What is it from, into your laptop? From a, um, a German non source. Okay, what not what not what's what's plus four nine? Um plus four nine. Yeah, I would say somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. It's Germany. Yeah. Um, oh, it's um, it's my mate Musa. That's all right, no worries. I I wasn't expecting it. Um <laughs> what was gonna, I was gonna say something to you then. Musa on Strasbourg. I was gonna say um Oh yeah, so this is quite interesting, I think. I right. think. Okay. So mate came down last week from Scotland. He is uh Mike or Phil, you know him, I think you met him. Okay. He, he's got a guest house up in Scotland. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, if you yeah. are in the beautiful small town of Foyers near Inverness and near Loch Ness, uh, you should go stay at his place. Um, anyway, he came down. He's got a cherry picker. It was great to see it. Yeah, he's got a cherry I'm picker. I'm obsessed with this yeah. cherry picker. He's a very practical man. Yeah. Uh, he was telling me that he found out why Ida Down, as in the Ida Ducks Down, Ida Down, mm. uh, is so expensive. Um, right. Do you know about this phenomenon? Oh, do they... Well, let me guess. To get the feathers, they scare the animals. No. With a spook. No. They spook the animals so hard their feathers fly out. No. Ooh-ah. So basically, um, the eider ducks, I think they're just called eiders. Mm. Um, the, the nest they build is like close to the sea and they line the nests with feathers plucked from the female eider's breast. <clears throat> right. Um, and so... Um, what they have to do is they have to wait for the eiders to leave the nest before they can go and get the feathers and they have to be cultivated and, and harvested sort of like manually. Right, okay. So you can't just grab an eider duck hmm. and pluck it like they would for other stuff. And that's why eider down is a premium, premier form of down. <laughs> if you, um, could you take, if you take um, feathers out of an animal, does it regrow them? Because they lose their feathers, don't they? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say... Uh, I don't uh, know, actually. It's a really good question. Uh, I'd love to know that. That's the kind of question we should be asking on this show. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. 
if you know the it's answer to that. I've, it's not something I've sort of run into. Oh, I've got a TV recommendation, Luke. Go on. Um, it's a Netflix TV show. It's a comedic uh, sketch show uh, called I Think You Should Leave. It is the best sketch show I have seen in yeah, since Tim and Eric. It is fucking amazing. So was this what you were tweeting about last week? Little screenshots. I tweeted one screenshot. Oh, look yeah. how cool I am! I'm, I'm just, just I'm, I'm enjoying like really cutting edge comedy it's shows. Cutting edge is literally on the first page of Netflix. Who's in it? Um, a lot of SNL um, people, but it's written by one of their writers, and the writer in, in, in particular is just wonderful. There's a particular sketch with a Johnny Cash kind of character that is one of my favourites. It's so it makes my heart sing. How funny was it? I was in tears. I, I and you know how <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like when you guys sit in the ramble and you like you, you do do like find jokes on the internet and stuff and mainly because I've probably seen them before. Yeah, I always feel a bit left out. I genuinely oh. feel like I've, I've I'm 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 wrong in the head or something that I don't find it quite so funny. You basically but just I, don't but, find me funny, which is fair. Well, <laughs> no, no, it's not that. But um, no, there'll be some things that I really laugh at. But um, I always sort of feel like am I a bit wrong? And then I watch that and I go, ah. Oh, so you basically making you're recommending something. it as a comedy show because it's made you realise you're not quite as sociopathic as you thought you were, <laughs> and you are able to feel emotions. Yeah, it's on the Netflix main page, and it's just it just it's so good. What's it called? I think you should leave. I think you should leave with someone. I think his name's Matt Romsen. I can't remember his name, but it's right. it's. I think you should leave. It is wonderful. All right, I'll it's, check it, it out. Came out came out of nowhere. Uh, six six episodes, fifteen fifteen minutes each. It is. Astoundingly good. Astonishingly um, I'll check good. it out. Have you have you seen this thing that happened in um, Bocholt in Western Germany uh, mm-hmm. recently? A speed limit was broken and caught on a speed camera. Um, it was found some, something was found to be going um, twelve kilometers an hour too fast. Right, going I think forty two kilometers an hour. Oh no, sorry, sorry, forty five kilometers an hour on a thirty kilom- kilometers an hour zone. Let me guess, ostrich? No. Lion. <laughs> yeah, it was a lion. It's a fucking lion. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a pigeon. Oh, right. Flying too close to the yeah. camera. So technically speaking, it should be fined 25 euros. Well, if you can find it, you can find it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the um, the guy reporting on it, or the guy who was responsible for, I guess, administering the fines, um, said, first of all, he said this, which is quite funny. The pigeon was on a collision course with vehicles and pedestrians. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. And uh, whether um, the fast bird can and will pay its 25 euros on the spot fine remains to be seen. I'm going to say it doesn't remain to be seen. I'm going to say you're very unlikely <laughs> to get a pigeon to lift its wing up, pull out a little wallet, and say, here you go, here's the money. Not going to happen. I was, just, I was just watching a, a little mini documentary about um, uh, a big California reservoir. Um, and bromide, I think, some basically some kind of um, something in the water yeah. that's completely harmless until sunshine gets on it. Um, right. So when the people were selling this water to business, um, they were sort of saying this bromide is really low, it's like you know nine, you know nine percent or nine zero point zero point zero nine percent in the in the water, so it's completely safe for, for making it. And then when it actually got to the businesses who were making it for like I don't know bottled water or. Um, mm. Coca-Cola or whatever, they were going, hey, this bromide's like really bloody high. What's going on here? And I think it's bromide. Uh, basically, the sun reacts to the chlorine in the water, which you need for um, antiseptic and you know cleaning the water uh, mm. purposes, and changes the um, the um, makeup, the genetic makeup, so to speak, of the water. And uh, it's just um, a real 
a real shit show. So what they had to do was basically cover, imagine how big a reservoir is, they had to cover a reservoir um, to, to shade it from the sun so the sun wouldn't react with the chemicals in the water to make this harmful um, chemical. Mm. And they did it by just filling the, because they thought about like big logs, big black plastic logs. They thought about plastic sheets and stuff, but then that would attract birds and it's quite near an airport and you don't want bird shit in the water. <clears throat> yeah. So they used like something like 900 million um, rubber, like plastic balls. Put on the top? Put on the top. They just sort of bobbed about on the top. Did they were. Yeah, massively work. And so, huh. it's, so it stopped the sun from... from, um, from It also reduces a small amount of evaporation as well, so you don't lose quite so much water. Where is it? These. It's in the middle, uh, middle of the desert in California, whatever. But um, it just really made me laugh, because like, there's, there's just... They, they've got these like little boats that go out in the reservoir, and it's just like these... These balls are just everywhere. You can't see any water. It's just this kind of like weird, massive ball. It's a really pool. cool solution. Oh, it's, it's, it's a brilliant. And also because they didn't want... For oh, what is potentially a very harmful solution. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't want to uh, They didn't want to have the balls like floating over like to the... Because um, obviously if, if a wind takes them, it'll take them onto the uh, motorways and stuff. And they don't want that. So they filled them a little bit with water. So it's actually quite hard going getting a boat through there, which I find exciting. Reservoirs are so cool. Should people? I mean, I, I find it interesting when you see a reservoir. Because there's one, I'm pretty sure I've... Because we're taking a girl to the reservoir. What's that from? Pulp's Joyride. I'm not really a big expert Ooh, in pulp. Oh, some people say it's a tragedy. But don't you want to come and see? Ah, uh, It's not a bad impression, I have to say. Like you, you're venturing into David Burry territory quite... Quite, quite regularly there. Because we're taking a girl to the reservoir. Um, can I? Am I the only one in this room that finds Jarvis Cocker a bit tiresome? Um, I think these days he's a bit more tiresome. But um, I Wait, love is it, is it Cocker fatigue? Is that Cocker why? Cocker fatigue. I love uh, Pulp. They're my favourite band, and I just think they're just Are they? wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, my, my desert island disc is um, his and hers by Pulp. There's no better album in the world. There's just no. It just doesn't. Nothing comes. To write us down for the synopsis. <laughs> Please don't email us about that. Just email Pete directly it's true. about that. Isn't hers? I'm not wading through pulp-related emails. <laughs> um, when I when I've been for a nice ramble mm. in the Connecticut countryside, mm. sometimes you'll stumble across a reservoir. Yeah, and there are people some like sailing on it and stuff. Yeah, and you kind of think, should you be doing that? That's yeah, I, I don't really because they sort of say the it get it's get it gets cleaned and then the water goes to the reservoir and then. I don't think there's much more processing goes on before it gets to the to the time. But is the idea that is the idea that there's so much water present that it's impossible really to um, it's impossible to, to to sort of damage it in any meaningful way? But there must the re- be cleaning the, after that, surely. You'd, you'd hope so. In it, all that because stuff. the reason I say that is because there is a reservoir. It's a beautiful part of the world, by the way. There's a run I sometimes do when I go and visit my in-laws, where you run down, cut the roads through some forest, and there's a huge reservoir. And you run around. It's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful scenes. A proper New England scene. Mm. But there's absolutely no security there or anything. I mean, there's nothing. Mm. You, you, I mean, I mean, if someone fancied it, I suppose they could go there with 500 bottles of bleach and pour it in there, and no, <laughs> no one would be able to stop them. Yeah, I mean, they they will presumably be testing practices after the after the. Uh, after so. least, I mean, you'd you certainly so, wouldn't so. you? There was a there was a YouTuber um, who was seen. I don't think it was a reservoir. But it was a very picturesque kind of little scene. Um, suitcase. Um, basically, this um, YouTuber who uh, was filming um, a little thing. Yeah, travel vlogger. Try find suitcase. Two years later, discovers there was a body in it. What? There's like this um, beautiful woman, and she's at, at this um, kind of lake, 
uh, and she filmed this video of um of a of a of a scene. There she is, in front of. I'm not really sure where it is. Let's find out where it is. It looks very it's nice. in Cyprus, I right, believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's in yeah, Cyprus. Yeah. <clears throat> um, New York-based vlogger Sarah Funk, which is a great name. Sarah Funk. Sarah Funk. Uh, it's like uh, what's his name? The uh, wrestler. Terry Funk. <laughs> yeah, it's like Terry Funk. Terry Funk's um, daughter. Visited Cyprus's uh, Mitsuro Red Lake, a toxic, uh, acidic body of water tinted red from a now abandoned British mining operation uh, in June 2017. I mean, she's basically just in a quarry there, like a flooded quarry. She's standing in a quarry. Um, yeah. But she, um, but there's there's a, yeah, see, look, there's there's a picture that she, uh, like in her video, basically, if you zoom in, you can see this um, sort of bag floating in the water. Let me have a look, hang on. Isn't that spooky? A little bag floating in the water. No way you're getting a body in that. It's a tiny little backpack. There's there's body. There was body in it, and they fe- and they managed to locate it by um. They managed to locate the time they, they found the body. The the police. Yeah. And then I think they managed to figure out how long it had been there through her um through her videos and stuff. So they sort of found people who'd visited that Is area because it, it's obviously a famous kind of historical like good that forensic that forensic um study of photos mm. <clears throat> is amazing. Have you ever listened to Caliphate the podcast? Uh yes. Where they, there's a guy who's obviously visited <clears throat> some part of the world he shouldn't be in. I believe it's Syria during the um, during ISIS, ISIS occupation of it, I, I guess. And there's a couple of photos of him, and he's claiming to be in a certain place, mm. but it's just literally him standing in a desert on some river <laughs> yeah. bend or something. And they they analyze it mm. with the, where the sun is, time of year it's reportedly supposed yeah. to be, the topography of it, and they and they can they can. You I don't mean, you don't even need <clears throat> quite hard. They can locate it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't really amazing. need. Satellite. And to be honest, this will be done like algorithmically in the future. They'll sort of go right. They'll tell the computer there's a hut there, there's a tree there. The computer will figure out how far away it is again, where the sun is, where the shadows are lying, and stuff, and it'll all be done automatically. Um, and yeah, we won't be able to do anything. <laughs> no, we won't need to be. Need, no, they're trying. Yeah. They're trying face recognition software in, in in England at the moment. I've got beef with that. You got some beef, have you? Can I just put this out there? This is normally your area. They'll never catch me. I look like everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Gary Neville but has been I, spotted. I, I remember seeing that when we came into Luton Airport a few weeks ago. Right, you. I know you weren't with me actually. You'd flown back the day before, but we were we were, we were there together and. I read that in the newspaper on the flight back and I saw some signs up at Luton Airport. So good news, soon when you're coming back from an EU thing, you won't even need to have your passport because it'll be able to recognise your face and they'll be able to identify you. Mm. I remember thinking, hang on a minute, right? Hang on a bloody minute. I, didn't remember, I don't remember signing up to that, right? You ha- keeping my face alongside my name on record. Mm. B, most if not all airports in the UK are run by private companies. So essentially what you're saying is then you're giving that information over to a private business. Which is which is absolutely massively problematic in terms of privacy and data protection. So how is that even legal? How is that even allowed? Well, I'm fairly certain every um, security officer who works in an airport is not. Um, it's, it's like an employee of of, of our Homeland Security uh, section. But it doesn't matter. Isn't it? No, th- th- a lot of them work for um, what's it called? Um, the, the company that runs the airports in the UK. I forget their name now. Um, but they'll be some, licensed, of run, but some of them are owned by Swissport, but they'll are, all, but they'll also they'll all be licensed by the government to have that information. I'm not particularly bothered about that particular piece. What, of are, you, what because, are you bothered because about? Because they because they probably if if um, if someone puts out an APB on you because you've done something naughty and you can't and you're on a no fly list, like they'll be able to find out just by your face. Like they'll have pictures of you on 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 that. You can opt out on this on this. Thing. I'm sure, I was about to say that. I'm sure you can, but I don't really know how. But yeah. this this is no and different. They rely on that, don't they? This is no different in they do yeah. This is no different in principle to what you were talking about a week or two ago about um, having to sign up to to visit certain websites. Mm. So they've got your name and 
stuff on detail to see what websites you've been looking at, which you were saying last week or the week before. This. I wouldn't trust anyone with it. If, you, if you've got some genuinely... I, I sort of go on the principle, I'm hiding in plain sight. If you can find something about me, then you've had a more miserable day than I'll ever have. But you should I mean? it, if but you've should, hunted through everything I've done... But should it be like that, though? You are. It shouldn't be like that, though, should it? I don't know. We put so much out. You know, you can sort of you, you could sort of use the argument, sort of saying, "Well, all right, you've not asked, you've not let anybody have your um, data on file, but you've readily handed it to Facebook, you've readily handed yeah. it to Twitter, you've readily handed it to everybody else." But do they it's not like, have a responsibility to look after that, though? Well, presumably the, the airports will have a higher um, um, quality of care uh, than, than, than than Facebook and the yeah. socials, won't they? So, you're saying your details is bad news, though, right? Say again. It's bad news because they just share it all with everyone, don't yeah, they? I mean, yeah, they, like every every per, every company that you give it to. I'd um, like a database where I could get the details of every single football fan who also likes podcasts, <laughs> and I'll start talking and to just them. Start talking to them. Yeah. Hello. And before in the deep distant past, before we started talking about this, I had mm. an idea to talk to you about the Diatlov Pass incident. Have we talked about it in on the show before? I don't think so. If we have, it's a long time ago. And we make no apology for that. So the Diatlov Pass incident was this. Um, it's a, like an unexplained sort of mystery and the reason it came into my is this the Russians yeah yeah we have spoken about that not that long ago though to be fair oh really okay because yeah, it's it been reopened is that, so we already right. mentioned it I, I checked my I notes and I couldn't see that we we yeah because we weren't sure it was lightning strike bears just absolute right. lunacy I was going to ask you to solve it what, did you have a theory then have you got a theory now boredom <laughs> well they just killed themselves <laughs> just killed themselves um, they, uh, they, they, they are conscious breathers um, the Russian people is that right? Yeah, they just, yeah. they just caught and their blowholes. Yeah, and they just caught their blowholes and just died. Yeah. Could be done. Yeah. They're all they're all getting um, dolphin hand jobs. They were given some tattoos by a friend, and it weren't tattoos, they were LSD. Is and they that were right? mental. Yeah. And there wasn't a, a, a girl from Grange Hill to uh, to serve them up a can of cork to calm them down. Is that what they, they yeah. did in that? Guess was, here's, some, here's some cork, have some cork. It's not going to calm It's poison! Down. It's poison. No, no, it's poison. And she's going, no, it's not. Have the coke. And like, hey. Don't you can't coke. That's if you've got a stomach upset. Disabled people have compassion. According to Grinch Hill. Wee. I'm nine years old and even I find that patronising. It's not LSD though, is it, for coke? Coke, 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 coke doesn't is, go with LSD. Flat coke is for a stomach upset. They've got confused there. All right, let's do some emails instead, Pete. So why don't you um, hit the button and give us a bit of Julian Assange and then we'll come back. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, y'all, it's Kate. 
it's Farmer Meemaw, and today I'm going to show you what I've been doing to take care of the pantry moth situation. Yeah, I mean, you've got, if you are in solitary confinement in an Ecuadorian embassy, you need to look after your clothes. You don't want moths. You're going to get moths. Clothes. Yeah, you're going to get moths. So, Pete, from my memory, last on Monday, you didn't do any emails, so why don't you do one now? All right, then. Have you got any? Um, yes, I have, Mother. I've got one from Tony Rupoli. Hello, Tony Rupoli. Um, enjoyed the show. Uh, including uh, a Luke and Pete show, or as my girlfriend knows it, the horse blowjob and dolphin handjob show. She's overheard what I promised her were the, not the most nuanced episodes. We were going to call it that, but there's not enough characters. <laughs> the yeah. HB and DH. Um, I also explained that the context would probably not make it any better. Just wanted, just <laughs> That's wanted, what, that was almost certainly yeah, true. Just wanted to give you an update after you honoured me by reading up my email about my dad waking us up for football with a little involuntary static apnea. Um, despite forgetting to keep most of your contributors uh, anonymous, uh, you were cautious and only read my first name. No need. When I told my dad his unusual parenting uh, was now public knowledge, he just laughed and said, I'm famous. Good. <laughs> his dad sounds fun. Um, yeah. Uh, after hearing about Pete's dad locking him out, I thought you'd appreciate another quick update on my pop. We live in Canada, or as Voltaire called it, a few acres of snow. Once I was, uh, while, while I was a teenager, during a particularly enthusiastic snowstorm, my father wagered me $10. I couldn't sprint around the house in waist-deep snow in my underwear. I, of course, took him up on his offer, trudged through the snow uh, and minus 30 temperatures, only to find out he had locked the doors. All the doors <laughs> Great stuff. Gathered my siblings and stood at a window to point at laugh. He Great bad behaviour. He eventually let me in and paid up, so fair play. Uh, although his uh, parenting styles were unique, I think they worked and now work as a teacher principal for a troubled youth in northern Ontario. Thank you very you much. You should have died. Your own son <laughs> could have died. Rupoli. Tony Rupoli. Tony Rupoli. Um, what about this from Jack from Sheffield? I like this one. He says, Dear Luke and Pete, um, I wanted to jump in on the conversation concerning the most famous face you've seen in a toilet. Okay. This came from your story about someone mm. who apparently saw the Queen in a toilet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was on a podcast and it was, you know, one of Barack Obama's uh, guys. So. But it's still funny. Yeah. Um, Jack says he was in a student pub in Leeds last year for a special pub quiz that had the entire student population of Leeds talking, making a special appearance was the man, the myth, the legend, Mark the Beast Lebet of The Chase. He's so big. Uh, I, I can picture him, but I don't really know anything about him. Mm. Other than for brief photo opportunities, the man-mounting quizzer was separated from his adoring fans by a velvet rope for the entirety of the evening. After a moderately successful night of quizzing and copious quantities of £1.50 pints, I was pretty satisfied with my night. <laughs> However... When the time came for the seal to be broken, I headed to the lavatory to relieve myself, and as the cheap booze inevitably evacuated my body, the big man himself strolled in, planting himself at the urinals beside me. <laughs> Having followed the man's quizzing career, I had heard him mention on a couple of occasions that he was a big Sheffield United fan. And as a tipsy boyhood blade from the Steel City myself, I couldn't resist but exclaim, We're all blades, aren't we? Expecting a jovial response... I was surprised to be looked at with a face of complete apathy. As he stated, I'm more of a rugby man myself. I just say that because my manager supports Sheffield United. Oh. A disappointing end to the evening, and while I can neither confirm or deny whether the little beast matches the rest of the man, <laughs> I learnt a valuable lesson that night. Never meet your idols. Jack from Sheffield. He strikes me as not only being an ex-rugby player, but also, um, yeah, a rugby man. Like just is he actually massive? Is that, is that the thing <coughs> yeah, about he's massive. Him? He's the beast, isn't he? He's like six foot odd and and really wide. All he's right. a monster. He won. He, I think he married a young lady recently. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Google News says the chases <coughs> Mark the Beast Lebet fifty three splits from cheating wife Katie twenty six. 
What? Oh God! I've is... not been updated. She, they only got they only got married like last year, I think. He's six foot seven. Six foot seven. And he weighs three hundred and sixty pounds. He's six foot seven. And my name's not Kevin, and I'm really good at quizzes. <laughs> yeah. That's what Ma- he's, a song for Mark Labette there. That's what he sings. Mm. He um, three hundred and sixty pounds. Blimey, O'Reilly, that's twice my weight almost. Big boy. Well, you've lost a bit of weight, so you've been you you brought up your end of the bargain. I mean, that, that is a, that is a lot. Thanks for that email, Jack. That's very insightful. Very insightful indeed. I'm trying to find a short one to close us out. Um, hello to uh, I like this one. Um, former youngest listener, Joe Southern. Former, li- former yeah. younger listener. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a grey area. Yeah. That. Well, I mean, this. I mean, this disgusts me quite frankly. Hi, lads. I'm no longer your no longer your youngest listener, but I believe when I first started to listen to your other show, the Football Ramble, I was around about the age of thirteen, and his gateway drug was our um, four four tunes um, work on, on YouTube. Oh yeah, okay. Which is basically, I love this part of our history because it makes me smile. Um, there was a lad. There was a lad who four four tunes on on YouTube. Who's a famous. He's massive, um, he's massive, YouTube, right? absolutely massive kind of uh, flash animation about footballers and somebody does songs, and he's sort of eked out a pretty, pretty lucrative career doing some, you know, pretty. I mean, I would say quite boilerplate animations about footballers, but they, 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 they entertain. They are big, big, big in foreign countries that you know that don't necessarily have that English sort of sense of humour. They're absolutely huge, mm. and. Um, Bless him. He loved the show. I loved the ramble, and he uh, decided. Sort of said, "Look, I'll let me do some animations of you guys doing that." And he did some wonderful work for us. Mm. And um, he. Uh, well, you've called him boilerplate, so don't try and go back on it now. Well, no, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just well, I can only be. I can only say what I feel about the cartoons, can't I? Yeah. Um, but he has a very sort of like very different sense of humour on on his on his uh, on his YouTube than in real life and stuff. So um, all of his fans were just disgusted by the uh, collaboration. I've never seen a fan base of someone else just sort of going, what, what is, is this? this? Yeah. What is this? Why are these men talking at me? And yeah. I enjoyed it immensely. And 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 to his credit, he kept doing them and I felt really bad. It's because you've got a thing where every you expect everything you do to fail. So when something mm. comes up which is quite a negative response, it satisfies your initial thoughts. No, it doesn't satisfy me. It, satisf- it, it made me sad. It, yeah, but it was involving someone else, see? Yeah, but you're, fail, you're saying that you, together. You, you, you thought it was funny because it was a, a bad effort. No, it on was On our good. part, not on his part, on our part. I just felt sorry for him. I just I found that fascinating that a man would do it for so long. How many subscribers has he when got? All of his, oh, it'd be millions by now, surely. But he's massive. But like, and, and he was willing to put his reputation on the line for the ramble. And we did not let him down. <laughs> he's got 2.5 million subscribers. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. Well, anyway, what's the email going to say? It just says, uh, it, just, it just made me laugh. That it reminded me of uh, the YouTube animator for Fortunes. That one. All right, okay. So, Joe Southern, thank you very much. Uh, and a quick one from William. Uh, just giving a quick email, not only confirming that I know of Graphite Cider, but that it's still sold up here in Newcastle. Yeah, someone sent an email in about how it made them sick. <laughs> and I, I, sick. I don't know if we could read, about it, read it out because I wasn't sure if, um, if um, that would be problematic if they still make it. There. I just always think with brands like that, they ain't never going to advertise. You're not going to upset them on that mark. To, I mean, I, I, they're a budget brand. Are they really going to get litigious? No, probably not. They could probably just keep in there. You know, the 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 factory's going. I was completely. Um, I think there's a, there's a there's a an IPA called Graphite, brewed mm. by the Great Northeastern Brewing Company. Right. But that obviously isn't it. And if you if you Google Graphite cider now, you don't really get. Um, 
you don't really get anything back. I mean, people talk about White Lightning quite a lot and, and other <laughs> brands of cider, but I think Graphite's one of the great lost cider brands, <laughs> sadly. Let's end with this email from Kesa, who says, Hello, boys. In your latest episode, you requested more emails, so here we go. What are your celebrity crushes, past and current? Um, it's no secret that Luke fancies the Dragon Queen. I mean, is that true? Have I said that? Have you said that? I think so. I I mean, yeah. She's very attractive. I like following her on Instagram. She seems like she's a good laugh. Yeah, I've interviewed um, She's nice. And, um, and old-time listeners will know that a wee innocent Pete once hoped to get cosy with Samantha Fox. Oh, yeah. yeah. You were about eight, weren't you, at the time or something? Yeah. Um, there you divulge any other infatuations with those, those who dwell in the spotlight. Me, I fancy Pete, and my husband has a major man crush on Luke. Ah. Much love, Kesa. Well, so we've... Pete we've, won't we've fancy anyone famous because you have to interview them and you're very professional. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean... I, I I think you're always setting yourself up for the fall for fancying someone sort of going oh they're brilliant aren't they but so it just, just seems like quite an old school way of putting it because obviously I'm married so it doesn't really make any it's not really on my radar whereas you're 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 not married so maybe it is on yours yeah but like you're not gonna you're not gonna be with them are you you're not gonna um, no so it doesn't really it doesn't really matter it doesn't go into it I think go, I, get, tell them tell them you fancy someone from the office Tell yeah. you good, tell you good lady. Yeah, like, I really fancy like that, Diana at the office. Like that Peter Kay advert yes. where they go around the table <laughs> and he just goes, "Yeah, oh, Jenny from accounts." <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, mine dear. would be Carly Rae Jepsen's. I told you before. Weird. Yeah, but it's not weird. She came into your consciousness when she was like sixteen. I'm not. Well, you talk. She's wrong. my age. You idiot. Wrong. You, you keep in my mind. This. In my mind. She's in your not. mind, she's young, but she's not. She's not young. <laughs> we had we had this conversation every time. Oh. Carly Rae Jepsen is. Uh, I'm telling you how old she is oh, now. Utterly sexless postral, popstrel. She's 34. Wow. So it's not like... Why is she singing such saccharine pop music? I think you might be getting confused with that other girl who was going out with Justin Bieber. Uh, I forgot even... I she, she, she was the one... Ariana Grande. Right. Was she going out with Justin Bieber? I think so. Oh, we sound so old. We I don't do. Think she, I don't think she ever did. I think she was... A, they weren't they friends? Okay. But you are getting confused about who is... I think she is very young. Yeah. I think if, if you have a friend who fancies Ariana Grande... Maybe, maybe if they go into hospital, drill their hard drives. That's all I'm saying. I just drill, hard drill them out. Drill them. What with what purpose? Just killing whatever's on there. Why do you want to do that? If they're problematic, com- if they're committing horrendous crimes, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be aiding and abetting. Yeah. Right. Oh, next thing you know, you're aiding and abetting a paedophile. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've got a I've got a diamond tip drill, guys. If I, I, I'll ask no questions, but I will keep the batteries. Is that how you? Is I will leave the batteries. Grab the thermal paste, stick it in the back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the GPU. Right, let's get out of here. It's, oh, it's, it's hit rock bottom. It really has, isn't um, it? Thanks for your email, Kay. So thanks to email for everyone else. Um, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com, of course. We'll be back on Monday talking about the weekend, no doubt. Um, but we hope you have a great one, and we'll see you very, very soon. And if you do fancy Ariana Grande, have a word with yourself. Yeah, yeah, do that. Girl or boy. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. production.